Hi, everyone, and welcome to the American Constitutionalist Special Edition Memorial Day. I'm Jeff Tokar, your host, and usually with me are Cliff DeCamp and cousin David Gibbs, but I'm giving them a rest this week so I can bring you this special edition of TAC. The American Constitutionalist's main purpose is to defend and champion a return to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution. In addition, we at the American Constitutionalist are not afraid to mix politics and religion because we believe in America, they're inseparable. America was built as a Judeo-Christian nation and history proves it. I took you on a journey in episode 39 and 40 of TAC to reveal to you the relevance of Christianity in America. If you've not heard those episodes, I encourage you to take the time to go back and listen to episode 39 and 40. The last weekend of May, we annually celebrate Memorial Day and weekend. What does it mean to you? For many, it's an extra day off from work, the big three-day weekend that ushers in summer, a time for travel, family gatherings, picnics, relaxation, and fun. But do you really grasp what this special day and weekend is about? Originally called Decoration Day, from the early tradition of decorating graves with flowers, wreaths, and flags, Memorial Day is a remembrance of those who have died in service to our country. It's a time to remember the men and women, American patriots, who sacrificed their lives for this nation. I looked up some history about Memorial Day, and I want to share it with you. Memorial Day began as a response to the Civil War, in which a total of some 620,000 soldiers died. A loss of life and its effect on communities led to several spontaneous commemorations of the dead. In 1864, women from Bowlesburg, Pennsylvania, put flowers on the graves of their fallen soldiers from the recently fought Battle of Gettysburg. The next year, a group of women decorated the graves of soldiers buried in Vicksburg, Mississippi Cemetery. Two years later, women from Columbus, Mississippi, laid flowers on the graves of both Union and Confederate soldiers. In the same month, in Carbondale, Illinois, 219 Civil War veterans marched through the town to Woodlawn Cemetery in memory of the fallen, where Union hero Major General John A. Logan delivered the principal address. That ceremony gave Carbondale its claim to the first organized community-wide Memorial Day observance. Waterloo, New York began holding an annual community service on May 5, 1866. Although many towns claim the title, it was Waterloo that won the congressional recognition as the birthplace of Memorial Day. Though the name Memorial Day goes back to 1882, but the older name, Decoration Day, didn't disappear until after World War II. It wasn't until 1967 that federal law declared Memorial Day the official name. The South didn't adopt the May 30th Memorial Day until after World War I, by which time its purpose had been broadened to include those who died in all of the country's wars. In 1971, the Uniform Monday Holiday Act shifted Memorial Day from May 30th to the last Monday in May. Here rests an honored glory an American soldier known but to God. That's the inscription on the Tomb of the Unknowns, established at Arlington National Cemetery to inter the remains of the first unknown soldier, a World War I fighter on November 11, 1921. Unknown soldiers from World War II and the Korean War were subsequently interned in the tomb 
on Memorial Day, 1958. Memorial Day has developed many traditions to the Day of Remembrance. General Order Number 11 states that in this observance, no form of ceremony is prescribed. But over time, several customs and symbols became associated with the holiday. Most notably, it is customary on Memorial Day to fly the flag at half-staff until noon and then raise it to the top of the staff until sunset. The World War I poem in Flanders Fields by John McCree inspired the Memorial Day custom of wearing red artificial poppies. In 2000, Congress established a National Monument of Remembrance, which asks Americans to pause for one minute at 3 p.m. in an act of national unity. The time was chosen because 3 p.m. is the time when most Americans are enjoying their freedoms on the national holiday. Memorial Day commemorates the men and women who died while in the military service of their country, particularly those who died in battle or as a result of wounds sustained in battle. The sole purpose of Memorial Day is to memorialize the veterans who made the ultimate sacrifice for their country. The life, liberty, and freedom we enjoy today has been paid with the blood of those who made that sacrifice. That is why we here at the American Constitutionalist champion our United States Constitution and freedom so reverently. My father served in the United States Navy in World War II. My brother also served in the Navy. My father had pride and he knew the cost of liberty and freedom for America. Cliff and cousin Dave's father served in the military and Dave himself served the United States in Vietnam. The stars and stripes wave in honor of the great freedom of this magnificent Republic we call America. We must never forget, and we must always fight those who are trying to destroy it. The battle for our freedom rages today. If 21st century patriots do not heed the call to fight the anti-American aggressors from without and within, the life, liberty, and freedom fought for by brave men and women will soon be lost. There was another champion who shed his blood for our eternal freedom. His name was Jesus, our Lord God and Savior. Our founding fathers and framers of our Constitution knew that truth. Founding this country is a Judeo-Christian nation seeking the blessings of God himself. God has truly blessed America as a city on a hill, a light for the world to see. But we have lost sight of the truth in this country's inception and have turned our back on God. God does not need America. America needs God. I hope you will pray, pray, pray for God's divine intervention. He has the power to give authority and take it away. If Christians, if Americans will turn back to him, he will fight the battle for us. You need to pray that God will grip and change the heart of those who are leading us down this destructive path. Sometimes, though, only suffering turns people's hearts back to God. Remember 9-11 and the return to God thereafter? But since then, we have left God. But you know what? He has not left us. We must return this nation to him or we will be absolutely lost. God will never contradict his own character and detract from his glory. Therefore, he always keeps his covenant promises, even if his people do not. God is in control and he alone can remove the evil within if we humble ourselves before him. It may be his power called upon through prayer 
and his divine intercession that brings America back into line to being the Judeo-Christian nation we were born to be. I think of Isaiah 55, verses 6 and 7. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God and he will forgive them generously. You see, once liberty and freedom are lost in America, there will be no other place on this planet where it can flourish in the same fashion it has in America ever again. We will never be able to recapture freedom once it's lost. We need you to stand with us at the American Constitutionalist, spreading the word as we strive to continue to be one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty, justice, and freedom for all. Or will we continue to be complacent until it is too late? As I begin to close this podcast, I want to read you that poem, In Flanders Fields. In Flanders Fields the poppies blow, between the crosses row on row, that mark our place and in the sky, the larks still bravely singing fly, scarce hard amid the guns below. We are the dead short days ago. We lived and felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you from failing hands we throw. The torch be yours to hold it high. If you break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep though poppies grow in Flanders fields. Ladies and gentlemen, American patriots, we must not sit idly by and watch the price that was paid for blood for our liberty and freedom to be lost to a woke generation of narcissistic euphoric socialists. Will you stand with us and fight the good fight to preserve this great nation? I am grateful for the men and women in history who have laid down their lives in sacrifice for the freedom we have today. And I thank you, those who have served in our armed forces, for preserving that freedom. May God continue to bless America. For Cliff DeCamp and Cousin David Gibbs, this is Jeff Tokar, reminding you that we at the American Constitutionalists still support and believe in God, America, and freedom.